What up, Army of Cunts? Before we start the show, we want to remind you that we have a catalog of over 200 episodes. You can access these and so much more content at patreon.com slash hot mess. That's right. At the $5 level, you get a best of compilation of our 25 most fire episodes behind that paywall. And at the $10 level, you get the entire back catalog plus two bonus shows. That's patreon.com slash hot mess. It's bigger, it's bigger than you, when you are not me, the lengths that I will go to, the distance in your eyes, oh no, I've said too much, I set it up. That's me in the corner. That's me in the spot. Light losing my religion. Trying to keep up with you. And I don't know if I can do it. Oh no, I've said too much. I haven't said enough song is so deep. I I thought thought that I heard you laughing. I I thought that I heard you sing. I think I thought I saw you try. Hello, Army Army of Cunts. Welcome to the Hot Mess Comedy Hour. My name is Emily. My name is Andrea. And today, wow, really appropriate name, Mia Faith Hammond. Welcome to Faith. (laughs) What if this is secretly a Christian show? (laughs) (laughs) And now we will read the sermon. God, I don't know, man. I think I just lost my religion right there. Wow. Yeah, ding, it was ding, like, ding, ding. that was the goal. Yeah, that I was, was Muslim the... before. Now I'm nothing. So. Yeah, welcome to the fucking heathens show. <laughs> um, that show, that song is very enjoyable. I it's so, I can't think about it without thinking about the video. Have you ever seen the video? Mm, is it him like in a dark room alone? Like, I'm not Christian anymore. I am Con- Christian. Kind of, yeah. It, well, yeah. They're, they're in a room. And it's very, um, it's very early '90s, like bare bones. They're in a room. They're playing the song. Yeah. But then he, the lead singer, is dancing in a very eclectic manner. Doing just weird, watch it. Doing weird white yeah. guy flailing. Yes, lots of flailing. Yeah, yeah. Lots of unconventional dancing. You know the song. Actually, wait. How old are you, Mia? I am twenty-one. Okay. So do you do you know this song? Yeah. Okay. But I know it from like Jimmy Fallon parody. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> you know? Yes. There's been. Is there a Weird Al parody of this? Probably. There would be. Yeah. I don't know it, but but it's like a very parodied song. But this type of music used to be like deep, like legitimately deep. Do you remember? I think I still think it's deep. It is deep, but like it's it's. By the way, that was in the style of REM. Right. Losing my religion. Absolutely. Not no shade to REM, but like um, what's the song? Um, not we didn't start the fire. There's another song that's it's like 
a goofy white guy in his mid 20s. They're all goofy looking white guys in like big weird shirts and they're all flailing in the music video. And like that used to be our deep. That was like the most oh, yeah. serious music. you see. And also they were not very attractive. Like back in the day, you could still kind of be like you could an get away with person. not being movie star hot. Yeah, like you could be a dumpy weirdo in like a bowling shirt, and people would still want to fuck you. Oh yeah, I mean that still stands in comedy. <laughs> I mean, yes, <laughs> for men. Let's be clear, for men, for men, but not so much in music. No, I mean Steven Tyler. People still want to fuck, but he's not of this generation. Yeah, you know, and and. People wouldn't want to fuck him if he wasn't an icon. Steven Tyler looks like a cat. And I think for that reason, I'm in. You know what I mean? <laughs> but not like, I also like, well, he's, have you ever seen him do interviews now? No. He's like not really there. Of all. course not. Because no. he's, he's done like four million bajillion dollars worth of drugs. I know. He's done the most drugs of anyone in the world. Everyone. He should be studied. I mean, he definitely <laughs> fucks like a champion. He's got to. Though. There's That's no the way thing. he doesn't. He's like, but he's older though. Like, so I'm already getting lazy now and I'm 30. Can you imagine <laughs> doing all the drugs in the world and being like 75? Is he done doing drugs? Is he sober? Yes. He's been sober for a while, but it's like do you ever meet someone who's done enough drugs that like at one point there they could have come back and then they surpass that and now they're forever like a little weird? Yeah. He comes off like that. Like yes. a dry drunk. Yeah. Like it's just like they're always like, yeah, man, you got to go over the edge. And you're like, mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you're sober and have been. I think that you can break your brain. I think you approach a point where you can come back. 100%. And I think a lot of these old school rock stars like way went past that. Yeah. You know, I, I even, I knew this kid in high school. He was a senior when I was a sophomore and he... Oh, I think I know what you're going to say. He did so <laughs> many drugs, but but honestly, mostly weed, but he did other drugs too. Uh-huh. He went schizophrenic. Yes. And then he got sent away to like an island somewhere. Uh-huh. Like some like upscale resort. His parents were loaded. This is the best when a rich kid fucks himself oh, up. Oh, yeah. Because everyone tries to keep it on the DL. They're like, Richard is just unique. And he's like in the corner like drooling. And you're like, hey, yeah, this no. kid's. <laughs> it's part I was, of his art. Yeah, he's an eccentric. <laughs> I was just about to say his name. And I feel now I feel like I shouldn't. But it was the equivalent of like Reginald. Sure, sure. Like he yeah. had a very classic name. Mm-hmm. And he was very eccentric. Always high. Just always high. Yeah. He comes back from rehab. It was as if he came back from Mars. Yeah. It was just. Having a conversation with him would be, it was like having a conversation with an air conditioner. (laughs) How many conversations have you had with air conditioners? More than a few. (laughs) Yeah. More than a few, Um, Andrea. Yes. (laughs) I know. And they're, I I feel like some people have the genetic makeup and like mental stability to do drugs pretty heavily and, and like handle it for a certain period of time. But some people are just not built for it. And I think I'm one of these people. Because every time I do, even edibles, I mean, you've seen me. Oh, oh yeah, I know. <laughs> I really like feel as if if I did acid in like the wrong way, I would be altered. You know what I mean? Yeah, like I, I'm I going to Burning Man and I might come back a different person and you might just have to deal with you that. You might come back a Burning Man. Yeah. I, I, I don't think we told this story on the podcast, but forgive me if we did. But no, Andrea, ahead. when she came back from L.A., uh, 
a couple months ago. Mm-hmm. She brought back a, a Ziploc bag full of California regulated edibles. Yeah. Gummies. 10 milligrams. And mm-hmm. oh. she was like, I have some edibles. Like, if you want some. And then I tried to cash in on that. And she was like, oh, no, you can't have them anymore. What? And I'm like, no, let me tell the story. <laughs> so I'm like, why, why not? And she's like, well, because I started taking them before going to the gym. Yeah. So she would go to the gym every day. She'd go to Soul Cycle, take an edible before, and then apparently like go nuts on this bike. Oh my god! Oh my! Goodness. I was feeling the music in a way that a lot of people in that room <laughs> didn't understand. And I was like, "Whatever works, man." <laughs> after a week, she shows up to Fourth of July, and she has the bag, and she's like, "You need to take these from me." <laughs> oh, yeah, I've wow. gone too far with the. <laughs> yeah, this is the thing. I know this about myself, and I, I'm always like, I can handle controlled substances. I don't know where I get this idea from because every time I've had like more than a few month relationship with a controlled substance, I always go way too far with it. But I was like, all right, they're edibles, they're low dosage. Yeah, you're not going to abuse them. You're just going to use them when you go out. <laughs> Literally within a week, I was taking them like every single day. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think. Yeah, if you're taking anything every day, it's like, you got to check yourself. Sure. And that's why I gave them to you. Yeah, and I've been enjoying them. Yeah, congratulations. I still have them. If you had kept them, you probably would have, I mean, you'd be fit as fuck right now, but you would not have them anymore. (laughs) There was, I go to a gym that's on the Upper East Side, and it's all like really jacked old ladies, and the coach is this like very, very positive um woman and she always when I was on the edible she'd always point at me and be like this girl's loving it and I'd be like I love it I love it would you be like in the front row oh yeah wearing a um, like a shirt with a big smiley face on it my pupils are like huge and then you're you have a super high ponytail that you're just flipping everywhere oh yeah I'm sweating it's like flipping all over at everybody sweat is flicking on to like these little uh those like soul cycle mistresses wearing The sports bras. Oh, yeah. Everyone looks so put together. They're taking a shower in your sweat. (laughs) I would go to the steam room and just fucking vibe out in there. And I was like, no, this is this is the equivalent of binge drinking. You're just like hiding this. Yeah. In in under like health. That's what people. It sounds like so much fucking fun. That's what people in L.A. do. They all. Yeah. They they microdose. They rebrand it somehow. Somehow (laughs) taking mushrooms all the time. Every day in your breakfast smoothie. (laughs) Psychedelics and weed are they like rewire your brain. Yes. Especially when your brain isn't developed. Oh, I know. Like so many people in the comedy community and they're like. Their brains will never be developed. No, exactly. It's not till you're 25 years old. Yeah, I know. It flips me out. It does. I think it's like really a friend of mine, a fellow comedian took acid and he was like telling me that he was seeing a dot of light in his vision for like over eight months. I am um, what yeah. I've done shrooms twice this year. Mm-hmm. This is the only times I've ever done shrooms. How was it? The first time was great. The second time was half great. Mm. <laughs> half of it was crying on the street of New York City. Doing shrooms alone. in New York is very, very yeah, bold. Yeah, yeah, I agree. You were alone. I was alone because I... I I, I didn't mean to be alone. I was with uh, friends, mm-hmm. uh, Charlie Dawson and Anna Christopher. Ah. And it was it was going okay. And then it was not. And I didn't want them to see me cry because I was going to cry. Oh. So yeah. I left. Oh, no. And then I just took too much, truly, is yeah. what it was. That's why you always need to have 
like some kind of person who's going to act as a therapy dog there with you. Yeah. yeah. Not just irresponsible boys. <laughs> I didn't realize that yeah. I was going to be uncomfortable with of them. Of course I not. I love them. They're yes. great folks. You know them. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. But I mean, preferably, I always think it's good to have like one person who stays sober. Yeah. Like a, yeah. Like a DD. Well, mm-hmm. it's, it's the people that you're with truly shape the experience because the one time I did mushrooms, I was fine. I wasn't fine. I was starting to freak out. I was beginning to breach the subject of the Holocaust in my mind and things were getting really... <laughs> That's the point of no return. I don't know why I'm always thinking about the Holocaust. Yeah, it's, we- it's weird. Are it's you Jewish? Jewish? No, no, she's not Jewish. <laughs> no. I'm yeah, just, you can't do that. It's, I'm obsessed. Not <laughs> I'm, it's, it's not my... You're not allowed to think about I'm it. I'm not allowed to think about it. <laughs> you're not even allowed to acknowledge it. Yeah, I, yeah. yeah. Don't you're believe in the Holocaust. To, you're supposed Andrea. to think it didn't happen. <laughs> well, I'm here being an ally to you guys and I just... Much appreciate. It just... It's just so crazy. It's such a crazy thing. And I know genocides happen, have it throughout history. Why do we always end up here? I swear to God, we talked about this on the last show, didn't we? <laughs> I don't know. I think I try to bring the Holocaust up in any I possible I think we form. talked Dude, about genocide. obsessed with the Holocaust. I am obsessed with it. <laughs> I, it's, I don't know why everyone else isn't obsessed with it. It's one of the craziest things that's ever happened. And everyone's just casually being like, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. It's... It's it fascinates yeah, me. Yeah, it wasn't the best. The the, the amount of evil. <laughs> I guess it's I, I'm always thinking about the amount of evil that people are capable it's, of. It's sure. the concept of like how could this have really happened? Like people are capable of doing unforgivable yes. things. It's the same thing with like going down the road of thinking about serial killers who were married for 30 years and then kill their wives yes. and then kill a bunch of other people. Rapists, comedians, all of the worst <laughs> people in the world. Actors. We just walk amongst them and, and we just have to accept these realities as possibilities in our life. How many actual murderers do you think you walk by on a daily basis? In New York, so many. Yeah. So Dude, many. I, I used to be neighbors with this guy who eventually uh, beat up his mom and killed his dad <gasps> and he always that all the time I was like six years old oh and gosh. all the time he was like hey can I take you fishing sometime Ooh. I swear yeah my, he was asking my mom if he could take me yeah because he to wanted to turn things. you to a human fish yeah. and bob you up and down <laughs> into the water and I'm so glad you never went yeah did you sense something was off with him I was six right I loved going out and doing sure. things yeah sure. neighbor yeah yes. he's got a weird scar but so does Harry Potter. Exactly. You know? <laughs> How old was he when he killed his dad? Um, I think in his 30s. Probably. Okay. Did he live with them? Yes. Yeah, I think a, so. Yeah. I, yeah. Killed his dad, beat up his mom. There was a creep in my neighborhood who lived with his parents and he was a he worked for the post office. And I always just got a weird vibe from him. His parents were like in there maybe. 70s or 80s and he was still living at home so I think he must have been in his like 40s or 50s okay and uh I later found out that he was a pedophile and I was like I fucking knew it I fucking knew it in your neighborhood in my neighborhood he lived in his parents basement he was a mailman he was always weirdly lingering around my dog was always barking at him and it's just like of course of course there was a pedophile I mean, okay like you never want a pedophile to be in your neighborhood but you especially don't want them to be a mailman yeah because they have they go to everybody's house and they diddle their kids. Anyways, <laughs> this is why I can't take drugs. On a lighter uh, note. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But um, yeah, but when I was freaking out on the drugs, I had a friend who is um 
not very responsible and kind of an aggravator. Mm -hmm. And she pushed, she made me feel much more unsafe. And then another friend, shout out Sarah Titley, best person alive, uh, redhead, giant tits, number one, biggest fan. She was on drugs Name too. Name Titley, giant tits. Uh, it's better than uh, like a bet, a, that combo couldn't have been written. Strang- like if you if <laughs> yeah. you wrote that character, I'd be like, she's not real. Stranger than fiction. Yes. <laughs> and she saw that I was freaking out. She was on Molly, and she like stumbled towards me. She was so high on Molly that she threw up. But she kept going like I it was like watching a, a, a marionette walking down the beach. She was like stumbling around, threw up, kept going, grabbed me and was like, come back to the RV. You're clearly freaking out. She put on super bad for me. I mm. was fine. Yeah. Like it's crazy how quickly you can just be turn totally fine. I was the one of the most terrified I was. I was on the street in broad daylight in New York City. Mm-hmm. It was ugly. The yeah. ground was shifting like. God, like teasing plates. Uh, I couldn't understand my mom on the phone very well. Oh, are you talking to your mom? I, I was sobbing to her. Yeah. She oh, did you tell her out. you were on drugs? Yeah, she knew. She's, okay. She, uh, I talked to her every day. Yeah. Um, she was cool, cool with it. I, yeah, she's pretty sick. Nice. Uh, she like drinks me off and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, Why? anyways, this show's taking a wildly different she's direction. She's just cool. I'm just saying she's cool. She's just chill. Her relationship is sexual, but that's, you know, that's, that's how like, we express our love. No, it's sexist. I'm sex positive, you know? <laughs> I fuck my mom. Fuck my mom. <laughs> Did she make you feel calmer? Yes. Yeah. Oh, my God. If I didn't, I would, I mean, at least I was on the phone sobbing. If I was just sobbing on the street. Yeah. At least people then are like, oh, she's having a phone conversation. Right. She's sobbing. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, she's not just tripping mega balls. No one cares in New York, though. That's, <laughs> That's the true. thing. I'm no so grateful cares. for that. Yeah. Because if somebody tried to help me, that would have been way worse. Yeah. And they would have been like, what's going on? You'd been like, ah, my mom. And they'd be like, what? <laughs> I don't care. Yeah. yeah. The dragons are coming again. <laughs> They'd be like, oh, it's just a person with schizophrenia. Right. Let them die. <laughs> We don't care. Did you find your way home? So I called my friend who's sort of like a sister to me. Mm-hmm. And I was like, listen, I know you're at work, but I kind of need you right now. Sure. She's like, work's boring anyway. So she came and got oh me. Oh, my gosh. Off street. Yeah. She brought Angel. me. I know. God, I owe her a, a treat or something. I mean, you would do the same thing for her. You know no, what I mean? No way. <laughs> no. Fuck her. <laughs> like, no. let her die. <laughs> no, but she, yeah, she came and got me and she brought me to her. She just moved into a beautiful Freshly, not even fully furnished, but yeah. just like white and Clean, calm, calm and quiet. Oh, like a straight jacket. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, that's like exactly a padded what room. it was. Yeah. Mental and institutions. We watched Mamma Mia 2 and I cried in the shower, but like a happy cry and I was yeah. jumping around and splashing. <laughs> Water is crazy Water when you're high. Water is nuts. And yeah. the pillows. Water yeah. and pillows. Yeah. Hannah Boone, who has done every drug under the sun, mm. um, told me once she was high on, I can't remember. She's also, she does like the, cra- she's like, I did a speed ball. Um, right. I, I'm sure she does like fun cocktails of different yeah, drugs. Yeah, because she too. was like a full, I mean, not currently. Not, I just said does as if it's present tense, but. She's been on the edge. She's been, she's done Steven Tyler level drugs. Right. And she <sighs> said she took like Molly, I think Molly and Mushrooms together, maybe oh one God. of those ones that has like a fun name. Like you're <sighs> like, 
pirate trip in or like you yeah, know what yeah. I mean <laughs> yeah. or like space whatever and it's like no you're taking like I'm moonwalking purple odyssey yeah exactly it was one of those and she was she said she was screaming at her friends I want pink things I want pink and she was like screaming like I love pink and she had to, her friend had to be like Hannah we cannot she wanted pink soda and she wanted to shake it up and spray it everywhere naturally and, which like makes 100% yeah. sense for who she is but like her friend was like okay I can't let you spray soda all over your house I will let you do it in outside in your bathroom oh, in the tub really yeah and Whoa. she said that when she was spraying the pink soda everywhere in the tub she was like it was the be- it was as it was uh, <laughs> As better than I even could have imagined it would be. She was like, I, it's one of my best memories. That makes me, I want, God, I want to do that. Well, yeah. I would even do that sober. It's water, which is always fun. It's fizzy. It shoots everywhere. It's pink. Yeah. Yeah. If you got it in your mouth, it's sweet. Drug addicts know what's going on. Yeah. You know what I mean? (laughs) Like in a lot of ways we don't, in a lot of ways we really fucking do. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's just, yeah. When you're, when you're on drugs as an adult, you enjoy everything that you enjoyed as a child, yeah. but tenfold. Yeah. Like absolutely. high adults and just regular children, not high, hopefully. Yeah. All, are on the same level. Yeah. They all enjoy the same things in the same way. Yeah. On the same level. Do you remember when you and I were on Molly in, on the beach and we were splashing Ugh. water at each other? Do I? It, it was like, it was in like, Malibu. Well, that I was freaking oh, that was out. The second, no, we were on edibles in Malibu. We've done a lot of drugs. Oh yeah, together. what beach are you talking about? Um, camping in uh, upstate oh, New York. Oh, the Blake. The Blake. The beach lake. Yes. Um, we were splashing water at each other, and I remember thinking, like, if a sober person or an adult that understood that we were on drugs saw this, they would be like what a bunch of assholes who are yeah. clearly on drugs. You know what I mean? Sure, sure. Like splat, like I love it. And like but you flailing know everywhere. We, you can't, I can't, couldn't get myself to care. No, you can't. It, you don't really care what people think about you, which is interesting. I wish that, <laughs> that, I wish that maybe I could replicate that. That is a compliment that I've been getting since I was very young and it's starting to be borderline offensive. <laughs> what, you don't care what people <laughs> yeah, think Yeah, it's about like, you? you don't even care that people are laughing at you. <laughs> I find it truly refreshing. Well, thank you. Yeah, it's, <laughs> not it's not a dig although it could you don't, you don't even care that people think you're a fucking clown <laughs> you just don't you know when you meet someone and i'm kind of like this and i don't like this about myself like i'm a music snob and yeah especially in my early 20s i used to pretend i liked like edgy bullshit because i wanted to seem cool mm. and then and some of it i genuinely do like i really do like a more weirdo type of music I, yeah. I i like older music it's not like a hundred percent of put on but i there are certain like bands that i would pretend i liked for boys you know what i mean sure, like sure. oh my god i love this deep cuts of some alt shit and it's yeah. just like Wee! and i'm like oh yeah it's so great and it's and sebastian me- it's meaning is so de- you know what i mean <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah and then you would be like dancing to Miley Cyrus like I fucking love this and I'm like she's more true to who she is that's that's what's like funny about it is these people who pretend that they're 
genuinely enjoying something inauthentically to be cool they're completely they're uncool yeah you're completely yeah. In. no I, i'm so envious of that because i i feel like that makes for better a better conversationalist too, yeah you're not constantly in your head about like what do i look like or what what is my face doing right should now I, should i put right. my arm this way is yeah, that yeah. weird did i say something <laughs> stupid earlier t- 12 months ago yes yes <laughs> and now i'm thinking about like well i'm of the belief and um I mean, Andrea, you're like this too. It's like yeah. you you lay your weirdness out there immediately mm-hmm. so that you don't have to worry about people not being able to like clown around. Also, like you can you can gauge whether someone's down to clown right. by being weird with them right away. It's a good filtration system. Yeah. Yeah. I think I was super weird around you the first time I met you. I was like my my parents are crazy. I'm oh, eating a cucumber out I, of my bag. <laughs> and you were like, you're fucking wild, man. I, I learned so much about you the first time I met you. It was at the diner. Yes. Was that Court Square, Yeah, Court Square right? Diner. Classic that diner. Was, uh-huh. That was, uh, wow. I, yeah, I was so nervous that night. Really? Do you remember I ordered a baked potato and then I ripped the foil yes, into shreds. I do. Because I had nothing to offer. <laughs> you had so much to offer. Oh, thank you. But I I wasn't friends with any of you yet. Yeah, like that's Leland true. was like, hey, we're we're comedians and we're gonna go to a diner. You have a joke sometimes. I'm like, I do have a joke sometimes. <laughs> Come hang out with that lady who wears the fur coats all the time. <laughs> yeah, it's really loud and unsettling. <laughs> it's so funny how just like a diner hang can be intimidating. I used to be intimidated I was by so diner hangs. Upset. <laughs> I was so upset. Really? Really? Because I, I, wa- I really wanted to. Yeah, you always want everyone to like like you exactly. and you want other comedians. I new to the creek of the cave. Sure. And I, I d- you know, I'm, again, my brain's not developed. I'm 21. I don't know how to <laughs> know talk very well sometimes. No, you, you, were, you were wonderful, but I, oh, I get that feeling 100%. Yeah, I yeah. have terrible social anxiety sometimes and it really gets to me. Comedy exacerbates that too. Yeah, yeah. for sure. It's very, oh there's God. all the power dynamics and like weird shit. And, and weird like, people who will call out a weird situation so quick. I mean, that's, I do love that about comedians that they acknowledge what's going on weirdly socially. Yeah. But it help. It can help. It can help, but I think it, it can also make things, it's like, okay, we didn't need to talk about this being weird. Yeah, and we could have gotten past it if yeah. it wasn't acknowledged. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But now that it's out there. Now we're dragging we're it out. Thinking about it. Well, speaking of things being out there. Oh, yes. Um, everybody who has joined Patreon in the past few months, thank you so much and welcome to the party. Mazel. Um, if you want to support us on Patreon, go to patreon.com slash hot mess. Get in there. Uh, we do two bonus shows monthly. One mm-hmm. of them is called Go Fuck Yourself, which is basically just us being <laughs> insane. Being rude. Being real rude. And using people's first and last name. <laughs> I'm going to say something about the, pa- the Patreon. It concerns me on a career level how much of people's first and last names we use. It also delights me to no end. Uh, yeah, it's... Yeah, it's like the type of thing that like could come back to bite you in the ass, but like, meh, you know. But also, fuck it. Yeah, exactly. Um, so go fuck yourself is a more it's it's a more loosey goosey type of show. But we added another bonus show Mm. called Season of the Bitch. I love this show. The concept of this show is that it's seasonal, like Mm -hmm. a pumpkin spice latte, absolutely, if you will. And this season is going to be eight episodes, and we're all talk. Well, we are both talking about. People, hot, past hot mess guests, actually, that we have boned. Yes. And the stories of the boning and um, funny things that happened whilst stories. boning. <laughs> yeah. Um, and we use first and last names also. 
It's really bad. It's a bad it's, thing. It's, it's a it's bad in thing. Poor we're taste. Doing. It's yeah. in very poor it's taste. It's in very poor taste. Um, we're not good people. But also, I was saying to you, every single one of these stories, the guy in the story does they, something. They did it. They're mean. They, they're always they mean. They did to us. bad things. Yeah. And, you know, some of them did more bad things than others. Some of them weren't so bad. Whatever, whatever it is, it happened. Sure. So, me saying that it happened, is that so bad? I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. Is that morally wrong? Is it? Is it? Really also, it's behind taste? a paywall. But if you want to, <laughs> it's behind a paywall. It's about it's ten dollars. No one gives a shit enough. If you pay ten dollars, nothing bad could happen. <laughs> uh, no, nothing bad will ever happen, Emily. Um, but yeah, if you want to access that, go to Patreon.com/slash/HotMess and subscribe. Uh, subscribe at the ten dollar. Wow, I can't talk today at the ten dollar level. But we wanted to share a short clip mm-hmm. um, to entice you yes. from one of our recent shows. Would you like to play it? Absolutely. Must be the season of the bitch. Must be the season of the bitch. Must be the season of the bitch. There was some hair on, you know how like if you haven't vacuumed in a while, like your hair gets all over the place. Sure. Some of it stuck to his clothes. Mm -hmm. So he's like picking it off and he like made a comment about the hair and I was like, oh, sorry. Yeah, that's, I shed a lot or Mm -hmm. whatever. And, and he's like, no, it's okay. Like, I'll just make a voodoo doll of you later. Dope. And. Uh, well, it was clearly a joke. I know. But, I, and I, so I kind of like was flirty back and I was like, oh, like you're going to put a hex on me or something. I'm like joking. Uh-huh. And then he continues getting dressed and he mumbles, but like loud enough so I can hear it. He's like, okay, it was clearly a joke. <gasps> no, really? Yeah. Oh. But like, what? So you thought that I really thought that you were going to go home and craft a voodoo doll with he, my hair on it? Does he does he think you're stupid? Maybe. I think he thinks you're stupid. Yeah, I think you were being goofy with him and he thought you were stupid. Yeah. Because you were young and yeah. But like, do you know what I mean? The alternative is that I really genuinely thought you're a witch. Why are you? That you practice also, witchcraft. Even if you think someone is stupid, hold it together. Don't like yeah. whisper under your breath. You just fucked me. But, and I, and at that point, I couldn't say anything. I couldn't be like, Oh, yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, what are you going to double yeah, down? Yeah, well, I couldn't. So I was just like, uh, okay, this is fucking... That should have been the end of it, to be honest. Like, yeah. that should I should have never, like, That's responded. just not that nice. Uh, yeah, it was fucking weird. Like, yeah, the, it's just... It's like, what? Okay. Yeah. But then, you not know, Not a like, lot of connecting going on between the two. Not you know? a lot of connecting. Yeah. Yeah, I mean... Yeah, and like, like I said, like the sex was decent, but like it wasn't phenomenal. It didn't like blow my mind, but it was because like we weren't really connecting. It sure. was like the whole thing was very tra- transactional. You yeah. know what I mean? But he still kept hitting me up, like wanting to. All right. And that uh, is an excerpt from episode two of Season of the Bitch. <laughs> wow. A little slice of our unabashed Honestly, analysis. Th- oh, and I don't think that I even told. I don't think I even ever told you that that happened with no. that guy. I that was honestly one of the most embarrassing things that so I've ever had to endure, like post coital. Before it was, it was a fucking joke. Like what? The, that's so mean. It's like please bury me. Yeah, please. 
Is there a trap door somewhere? <laughs> I mean, he's the dumb one. Yeah, yeah. he is that, very dumb. Yeah, that's I'll tell so you who it is stupid. later. Oh, ooh, <laughs> yeah. Do, I might know this person. Um, he's kind of famous now, so yeah. probably. <laughs> yeah. Really? Oh, Another fun so thing good. about this show is that a lot of the people that we're talking about are now their names famous. Yeah, yeah their because names. I banged the most. I mean, I I banged a comic this year. I bang everybody. Uh, to be yeah. clear, but in my early years, I hooked up with a lot of comics out the gate because I was drunk all the time and they're ever it's so easy to hook up with comics it's so easy if you're cool with it, it it is like especially there are so many there are so many more men than women so female comic you can come in and fucking throw Slay. down if you mm-hmm. want to yeah you can also get your heart broken oh absolutely <laughs> it's a really bad idea oh it's horrible but everyone does it you have uh, yeah. to you have to learn the pain you have to experience the pain of the to experience joy exactly <laughs> Here I am, the spot. I actually losing my religion. I think you have to you have to take one side and try your best to stick to it. Like I would always, and like right from the get go, I was always like, I'm not going to sleep with comics. Mm. And but then like eventually, I I would break. You know, like a few times, a few times Mm. I broke. Had a few indiscretions. I had a few indiscretions, but Andrea was always like, I don't give a fuck, and just. Oh, I went was balls a big to the wall. Yeah. So I feel like you, like what I did was half-assed. I think you need to like commit to the bit either way. Yeah, I, I feel, I feel your experience. Well, a lot of these comics who are now, the ones that we slept with who are now famous or famous in our world, I think my experiences with those dudes was always kind of bad because I was an open micer and yeah. they were like already getting ready for their first Fallon or whatever. Yeah, the power sure. dynamic there is problematic. Yeah. And and so I didn't really predict that because I had no experience knowing the weird power hierarchies that and, and social hierarchies that exist within comedy are super gross and I hate them. But and but until you're in it, you don't quite understand how it works yeah and it's interesting you have to learn very quickly like who to not fuck with and it's like we're telling suck my dick we're telling jokes okay (laughs) i don't want to you fucking asshole yeah you fat piece of shit (laughs) well sorry there was one person (laughs) andrew got body shame andrew yeah no andrew got pretty triggered on our last the last episode yeah yeah and a a lot of these dudes that we're talking about a lot of them i actually like had no bad feelings towards until we started rehashing this stuff on season of the bitch. Like yeah. for that reason, I think this was a bad idea because I was like, I, I actually wasn't mad at that person, but now that I'm reviewing the tape, yeah, he called it was you, pretty he fucked low up. Low key called you stupid yeah. after you hooked up. He was like, you fucking idiot, and then drove off in his car. Who has a car in New York? I, any okay. Anybody who has a car in New York City is fucking nuts. Weirdos. They're either a weird germaphobe who can't take the subway, yep. or there's somebody who's trying to drive around and fuck as many people as possible. Mm-hmm. Or they think that they're good enough to tour and go to other yeah, states. Yeah, good point. Like, yeah. Well, I need my car to, like, you know, get a Connecticut. And yeah. Do an open mic. It's like, mic, you do know there, there's the Metro North. Yeah. Right? I got to go to hit a p- casino in Poughkeepsie, so I need my <laughs> yeah. Toyota RAV4 for that. And you're like, okay, great. And uh, I'll sleep with you anyways, but I will be mad afterwards. <laughs> yeah. I mean, this bonus show, I this bonus show is providing me great catharsis. It's also, yeah. like, looking back through my history history Andrea Emily you smell fantastic are you wearing perfume yes I am 
I am wearing one of our sample perfumes from our sponsor, which is Fleur. We've been screaming its name from the roof. These fragrances smell so good. I'm obsessed with them. Yeah, they really are. They're also so pretty and small, and I try different ones. Listen, it's like a little treat every day to like decide which one I'm going to wear. What's that scent called that you're wearing? This one is Olmsted and Vaux, V-A-U-X. I'm trying to pronounce Fleur and Vaux. This is, this is a big <laughs> stretch. Very French. Very French, but I mean, it's French smelling because it's French sounding, baby. It smells so delicious. Honestly, all of their scents smell so good. They're all unisex and they're yes. all completely natural. Yes. And um, completely without any chemicals or weird stuff in it. BPA free. Not free, but very inexpensive. <laughs> so Fleur is a company that will send you a sample pack of three different samples. And honestly, they could probably last you yeah. a month if you use them every day. And if you like one of the scents that they give you and you want to make it your signature scent, $18 that you pay with, and again, with our code, it's less than that, can go towards buying a full-size bottle of that scent. So it's a fucking steal. If you're looking to find a new scent or you just like perfumes and want to try new stuff out, you can do either. It's great. Yeah, I'm I'm really loving all of the ones that I've tried. I've been like switching them out every other day to mm -hmm. see which ones I like. And I love so many of them. There's one called Ameline. It's like a rose scent. Yes, and I love that I one. I really like that one. And there's one called Hanabi, which is kind of more beachy. Yeah, you can spicy. really switch it up depending on what mood you're in. If any of you would like to try Fleur. Try it. Try it. Go to Fleur.com. That's P-H-L-U-R.com slash hot mess to get your first three Fleur fragrance samples at 20% off, which is $15. I know. Absolutely insane. That's phlur.com slash hot mess. phlur.com slash hot mess. Get them as a gift even. If you're a guy. It makes such a good gift. Love it. Fleur.com slash hot mess. Use code hot mess. I feel like it's a little better now for female com. I mean, you are a relatively new female com. How long have you been doing stand-up I've only for? been a girl for 21 years. You've only been a girl. Um, I'm not I've a girl. <laughs> We're here to do your bar mitzvah. Um, I, uh, I've been doing comedy for about three and a half years, three of them in New York City. Okay. So I feel like you... Definitely. Did you start in New York City? No, I started in Florida. She just said she's done it for three and a half years, three, three of them, them in I, New York City. I'm, well, I'm sorry. I've had yeah, bronchitis fuck for you, six Andrea. months, Emily. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking throw me a bone I'm here. I'm sorry. Yeah, um, that was rude. Andrea, I think you're dumb. <laughs> <laughs> it was Learn math, it was a, it was Andrea. Fucking joke. joke. God. <laughs> Idiot. Um, Flo you started in Florida? I started in Florida. <laughs> That's wild. And like not even in Orlando or somewhere there's a scene. It was Vero Beach, Florida. No. One of the beaches. One of the beaches. They, the residents there, they call it Zero Beach because that's what it's, it is. Yeah. It's, it is a zero. Was it just you and a bunch of alligators to <laughs> Like, what is this? And that were, I would see. <laughs> yeah. And I was like so much better than them, honestly. Of course you were. Yeah. I, the thing is, like, you're fucking hilarious. Oh, and I bought, like, I remember the first time I saw Mia, I was like, well, this chick is good. Um, you said it in like that old time. Yeah, yeah. I was like, she's going to make it come to the diner, kid. <laughs> yeah. um, I'm going to take you under my wing, sweetheart. Yeah. My big fur wing. That's We're going to go straight blood. to the top. <laughs> uh, but I, but I can't imagine being good and starting in another scene where it's like a wasteland. Right. Because it's like how, what, 
can you really you can practice there but i'm sure everyone's fucking insane right well the thing is what i'm really grateful about uh starting in nowhere town Mm -hmm. is that you get to i was 17 so you get to start you get to get all your bad bombs out. Yeah, from yeah. Don't matter. Oh God, I wish. Yeah, that's what I. Yeah. I actually think it's it's better I, for most yeah, people. Yeah. And, if, and if they make the move at the right time to a bigger city. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So I I did like five months there, mm-hmm. and there's so much. N- they are nicer than New York crowds because New York sure. is snobby. But that's why you get good in New York. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm really glad I had because I was so I was 17 and nervous and was like I want this. I can't imagine. <laughs> Having gone on stage at seventeen, what that would have looked like. Oh, I mean, it was terrible. It was terrible. You know, a seventeen-year-old perspective. You'd be like trying to political commentary. (laughs) Are you Uh, kidding me? I don't fucking know. (laughs) I would have been like reading diary entries. (laughs) I I was doing some um, some tasteless race jokes. I believe. Oh, (laughs) yeah. 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 Now my race jokes are very tasteful. Tasteful. Say. Hannah Boone did a lot of tasteless uh, race material also. She's, she came up in LA when she started and she also started when she was like 17, 18 mm. and she was actively like doing drugs and drinking all the time. Sure. And she's like, the person that I was when I started is so embarrassing. Oh God. Like she's like, there's people out there that like when, when my mind, when my name comes to their mind, there's just this 18 year old being like, I don't like black guy, black guy. You know what I mean? Like that <laughs> oh type of, but God. that used to be yeah. like, absolutely the standard right and like expected and a lot of these shitty people groomed her like laugh factory mm. owner like all these weird club like pieces of shit yeah. get a hold of like a young woman and they're like you gotta wear mini skirts and talking about fucking in a weird way but don't right. talk about fu-. like it's what a crazy world to enter as a teenager. Yeah, I'm so glad that I wasn't in a in a big city for that reason sure. too. Yeah, like I got to do my own stupid shticks and, f- and find my voice a little bit yeah, instead absolutely. of someone telling me like you got to do it this way so you can make it here. Show baby. your tits, lady. Yeah, I got to wear. I wore overalls and Crocs until two years ago. Congratulations. I, that's a look, though. Yeah, I'm it not. I was don't hate a it. look. I don't hate it. <laughs> it was like it was like. People in Brooklyn wear that now. Yeah, like, right. Ironically. But her in Florida is like, no, like I, I, well, I didn't like my body, so I wanted to cover it up. But I also was like, well, this is me. This yeah. is me, <laughs> and uh, this is my quirky brand. Right. Right. Yeah. I was, you know, a teenager. I didn't, I didn't know yeah. what to do, how to dress, and um, how was like starting in New York. Were you intimidated by the scene here? Um. Luckily, I had a few jokes under my belt that could have been seen as impressive for an 18 year old sure absolutely you know, I was like wow that statutory rape joke uh, had some structure to absolutely it absolutely you know? did yeah so i had people uh immediately sort of help me and encourage me yeah. which is vital you need absolutely encouragement yeah in this industry did you have uh older more established comics trying to fuck you um no and i'll tell you why it's because my brand, here it is, my big brand is virginity. Yeah, baby. Woo-hoo. Our second virgin to the hot mess. Yeah, comedy. no, virgin. no. We Luce, must have had more. Lindsay Lucido. But yes. we must have had another virgin before that. About an unspoken virgin, but I don't Maybe. remember. Let's let's tally up all the virgins <laughs> and have you fight against I mean, one another. I think I'm the only virgin in the world. So well, I, in my yeah, mind. That's an interesting idea. <laughs> um, no, so I... I immediately, like, my opener is about 
be my, a burden. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh, and the only good jokes that I had at first was about virginity. So immediately that's what I was marked as. Even if people thought I was attractive, they're not going to, they're going to befriend me surely, but they're not right. going to go near me, which I'm glad because it sort of protected me in that way. Yeah, that sure. makes sense. But boy, was it a rough year and a half because no one even kissed me. Really? For the first year and a half I was here. Yeah. That's interesting. Um, it's 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 strange how people perceive virginity think, as like this otherness that we can't. I think that they view me and Emily both lost our virginity around like 18, 19, which tw- I was 20. Oh, okay. So okay. both I think are viewed quote unquote as like late in the game, which is crazy. I feel like that's the appropriate. It's, it's crazy. That's, that's the minimum fairly average age that you should consider like having sex fucks up your I, I, shit sometimes. I think decide oh, yeah. like making the decision <laughs> to have se- it's not okay how am i gonna articulate this mm. i think that you're either a virgin or you're a whore i i think uh being like the concept of virginity is completely a, a, a construct mm-hmm. and like whether or not you've done this thing like doesn't make you a different person it doesn't make you like cross over into this other being in the way that we make it into oh it's this weird like you'll find the person it's ridiculous then comp- it's so bizarre but, yeah. but, have you met people or it's it's almost <laughs> like you become a different being like you you're not a virgin anymore like you're not pure anymore like that there are all these layers to it that we add on that make it into a thing that like is such a big deal when really it's not it's not a big deal at all but I do think like take a 14 year old for example I think being uh that physically intimate with another person you're making yourself really vulnerable to that person it's really fucking easy to get your feelings hurt. Oh, well, you can't yeah. make that decision. So it's not it's not deciding not to be a virgin anymore. I think it's more the experience that you're sharing with somebody else that could then like use it against you or do something really fucked up as to a you. young sure. person. As a young person. Yeah. yeah. I think like when you're 18, you have kind of like your wits about you enough to be able to make that kind of a life decision. Sure. And also if it wasn't viewed as such a life decision, then I think people would go about it in a chiller because it's like this huge fucking thing, quote unquote. I remember when I moved to New York, I was a virgin and in high school I was just viewed as this like kind of unfuckable weirdo until I learned how to drink and then I fucked every, well, I I, I was (laughs) giving people hand jobs all over town. Um, But yeah, I know, dude. She's awesome. Pretty, pretty rad shit. I was out (laughs) there. Have you heard of Handjob Allen? I've been giving, it was Back Alley Allen for a minute and then Happy Hands. (laughs) Yeah. It's Um, it's misleading. She gave a blowjob in a back alley. Yeah, it was absolutely being sexually assaulted. It wasn't like an anal thing. Uh, No, but so (sighs) I think I came to New York and I was like, I don't want to be a virgin anymore because I don't want people to think that I'm like clingy there's this weird there's this idea that when someone takes your virginity they will you will then be like this is the one and it's like but it's not the I truly was like I gotta get rid of this so that I can just like hang out yeah that's how I felt about it yeah I which is sad in a different way yeah absolutely I I currently feel that way because like I I want people to approach me I want to see who thinks I'm attractive. Hot shit. Yeah, of course. But they, but I'm sure there are some people who won't because of my brand. I mean, sure. I did this to what? myself. It is my fault. So what? What are your reasons for being a virgin? So well, yeah, I um, so I've had two boyfriends, uh, mm-hmm. and they were all last year. 
Was those your first two boyfriends? Pretty much. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And uh, they both lasted for many months. Mm -hmm. And I still am a virgin. Mm -hmm. And it's because, I mean, I think it's because I I attribute it to I have libido issues. Oh, okay. um, I I like kissing and stuff, but it's more for the attention mm. and for the intimacy, connection, and I, I, companionship. Exactly. Oh, yeah. I love companionship. Who doesn't? It's the best. I'll have sex with someone just so I can cuddle with them afterwards. That sounds yeah. great, but <laughs> but I haven't gotten there. But I so I think that my partner can sense that I'm not truly into it most of the time. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, which fucking sucks. I want. I want to be horny. That sounds sure. great. It's you not. Know? It's the worst. Oh, it's, it's a plague worse than death. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, but I get by get feeling the absence of that must yeah. feel like oh this is unusual I or think, like something that you're missing. It's an added anxiety for sure. Do you do you feel like you're on the spectrum of like asexuality? Yeah. So I've done a lot of research because I thought well, taking some online maybe. quizzes. <laughs> oh, buddy galore. Mm-hmm. Uh, I. I thought like maybe maybe I am asexual, mm-hmm. but I'm I'm not because I do feel the feelings sometimes. Sure. It's just very seldom do I. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I'm. If we want to get specific with the yes. terms, oh yeah, I think I'm gray sexual, which ah. is uh, sexuality in between being sexual and asexual. I see. So it's very specific. You get turned on in very specific situations, or you have to be like really connected yes. or in love, which I've never been in love before interesting um and, but it all the things that i read about it, it's like yeah that hits home i am I, that i think it's probably i think sexuality like sexual desire in a spectrum just like anything where i feel like we're just finding out that everything is on a spectrum because yeah. of course it is yeah. like human experience is so varied to definitively put someone's sexuality gender a sec- like any of that stuff on a finite point and you're either that or that doesn't make sense considering the huge range of human experience but i think a lot more people might fall under this mm-hmm. I've, i wonder if like a lot of men fall under this but their pressure to like be sexual all the time makes them just like pretend you know what i mean yeah um, i think so i mean i know a lot of like sensitive men who sure. aren't like well i just wasn't feeling it so i couldn't really perform or whatever you yeah know? that's way more normal than i think we think it is yeah. yeah yeah so did you have conversations with the guys that you dated um about it or was it like un- an unspoken thing well yeah that's the interesting thing so the so the first boyfriend i didn't really know what was going on i thought well mm-hmm. i'm just new and i i don't know um, had you like hooked up at all in any capacity before that yeah so i so like i've uh given blow oh god i'm so sorry that that's been your <laughs> yeah, that's, only that's, sexual experience no, but here's the thing i know i know that they they get a bad rap but I actually enjoy them because i've enjoyed the people that sure. i sure yeah you know. i mean Yes, that's, we that's, jo- we joke, but like I enjoy giving. Well, it's, to to pr- someone that I like, yeah. absolutely, you yeah. enjoy being sexual with the person that you like. Period. Yeah, and yeah. giving and receiving is like equally gratifying in different ways. Totally. Yeah, I love. I'm a people pleaser. Hell yeah, baby. And uh, it was such. It's such an. Inco- I have a hundred percent success rate. Isn't that crazy? Wow. Yeah. Oh, okay. Look at you. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. You say sexual little freak. I love it. <laughs> You're crushing um, it. Well, I did a lot of research before I ever <laughs> gave my first one. Like, oh, like, yeah, like Cosmo articles. Uh, I read a few A Cosmo lot of BuzzFeed videos. Sure, <laughs> sure, sure. That's the modern day like, Cosmo article. Yeah, there's, there's a real technique to them. It, you can't just fucking like do it willy-nilly. It's also like you can find out the answer. Scientifically, the answer is out there. Yeah. Do you know what I, do you know what I found? <laughs> You know what I found out? What? So we're going to talk about this a little bit on the next show, but I have a very bad gag reflex and oh. very often in blowjobs, I will throw up in my mouth midway through. What's very often? Almost. Like every other time? Every other time. Yeah. No. Really? Yeah. Yes. It, it's certain that has happened to me a few. I, I mean, I have full on vomited on, As per, on people before. <laughs> yeah. yeah, me too. Um, I'm never like, doing this again. You don't have to, you don't have to do it. But, but every time was like either... They had a really big dick or like sure. I was going a little too hard or was drunk and didn't like didn't calculate the didn't, trajectory. Didn't take my health into the, account. Let's yeah. just put it didn't that take way. take my personal safety into account. But every time like that's a really sensitive gag reflex. Yeah, man. Wow. I'm a weak. I'm and, a s- and then so what do you do? Do you full on vomit or do you swallow it up? It's like bile and then I swallow it up. And oh, it's the not, word bile. It seems Ooh. it seems like a real horrific event when I'm saying it, but it's so not a big deal in my head well, sure if it's every other time you're just like oh there's the vomit yeah it's almost routine it is god oh, god oh. horrible life um so <laughs> i um so i swallow it up and but i i get this gag reflex because in porn and stuff everything's all like bah, yeah bah. and that's i think growing up i thought that growing up when i was learning about blowjobs <laughs> i that porn was my only understanding of like what sure. men want and I was telling someone about this and they were like, when it hits the back of your throat, I don't, it doesn't like do anything extra for me. Some people do like it though. People, I think people <laughs> like it because they like the submissiveness of like someone that it's like kind of degrading in a way that I think is hot for some mm-hmm. people. Uh, but it's like, he was like, it doesn't like ramming my dick against something like a palate is not like ooh, i love that like yeah. the vibration you know what yeah, i mean yeah i guess just like the 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 idea of like getting the whole thing in the mouth would feel like getting the entire apparently it doesn't really do much may, it, maybe i think it does for some people though who knows i've read <laughs> that it's it feels the sensation is equivalent if you just like put it in your cheek or the roof of your uh, uh, mouth and uh, you don't have to puke so. you don't have to puke all over the place with a little hand assistance yeah you've done a lot of research yeah oh so much like hours before I even <laughs> like kissed anyone I just I wanted to be efficient you yeah. know look I have my paper of how yeah. I'm a hot mess right Mia's here very very organized and efficient yeah you're very studious person yeah no I wanna I wanna do well in this life I, you know a lot of people could take a page from your book so oh, so okay so you give some beaches yes did anybody go down on you yes so but both of them uh gave it their best shot and um it i didn't really get anywhere um because i wasn't turned on to begin with and that's not to say that the people i was with were unattractive because uh, they were objectively even sure. very pleasing aesthetically. I've seen them. Yes. You did a good job. Good folks, right? Yeah, yeah. Good yeah. folks. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm uh, I surprised myself. Uh, you shouldn't be. Oh. I mean, there's a whole there's a whole weird layer of self-esteem shit that goes on with sure, you sure, sure, sure. that I'm like, I don't, you're like a beautiful, capable, you know, I, but I <laughs> understand. I, I think every woman can relate to like, 
Sure. Why is that person with me? Yeah. Oh, me? But I'm a gross piece of shit. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, You have to remind yourself that you're not sometimes. And also just like you're not. I don't truly believe in leagues anymore because it's like if that person is is with you, then they're not out of your league. Leagues are some weirdo thing that men invented. That incels created to justify why they can't get fucked. Mm -hmm. Exactly. But Mm -hmm. anyway, so that did that did nothing for you. Yeah, not not really. Uh, There 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 are like a few specific things. You know, you know, when I get my most turned on with Mm. another person reading is when (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it's when they're asleep. Really? And if it's. It's when they're Are asleep. Are you looing people? <laughs> I, I mean, if it'll get me the success, like, I'll do anything. He No, well, it's like when they're asleep and, and we're touching in some way, like cuddling. Or, yeah. And I have my, there's no pressure and I have my thoughts to myself. Interesting. And then, uh, and I'm, I'm awake and it's dark. I, the lights can't be on. Yeah. They cannot be on. And they, I think that's part of why I never got far with anybody is because the lights were on and I didn't uh, realize. Is it because you feel self-conscious in there, the lights? There, there is a, an element of self-consciousness, but there's also um, just like it's everything's ugly and yeah, and I can see and uh, like when you go to sleep, you don't have the lights on, you know. Yeah, I need yeah. the ambiance to be right. Yeah, you, the, yeah, the mood is not such that totally. you are feeling romantic yeah 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 I, I feel like guys don't care about that no guys much. i mean they i want to see yeah I, guys yeah. are much more visual than women are right well i used to always think i i used to care about the lights too um and it, ironically i cared about the lights when i was like in the best shape of my life and now <laughs> oh, i'm wow. like and you're like I'm, i care about the lights in that i want them on well, usually I think there there comes a certain piece and maybe this is also like related to your age. There comes a certain piece with what your body looks like at a certain age because you're just like, it's not going to change yeah. so dramatically. Right. Like I could get skinnier. Maybe, you know, you could also get like breast. Imp- like there's ways to change it dramatically. But like I don't believe in or care or really want to give the energy to do that. So I'm like, this is how I look, you know. This is how I'm gonna look. No. Right. And you're beautiful and Thank people you. are fucking you. So that's a sign that you're beautiful. Sure. But so look at that. And you're and beautiful, Mia. Uh, you're beautiful. Uh, We're beautiful. You're beautiful. You guys are gay. Um, uh, yeah, absolutely very gay. Yeah. <laughs> but I think another element is that when you are uh self-confident and I mean, the le- whether the lights are on or the lights are off is really, like, it's a moot point. Yeah. But, the, um, like, keeping the lights on and being confident in, uh, like, bearing it all, so to speak, yeah. mm-hmm. makes you more attractive, objectively. Sure. sure. Yeah. But I am not there yet. Absolutely. Yeah, you're not there yet, and there's nothing wrong with that, <laughs> We're like, by the way. Do it with the lights on yeah. in front of your friends. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, no, just get yourself to have sex first, yeah, before you start experimenting. First step, yeah, and let me, I we've we've gotten so close, like mm. yeah. one slip, and I would not be having this conversation. With really, you right yeah. Now. yeah, yeah. Um, but I, I, yeah, there. Every so often, I'll be like dry humping someone, and, wow. <laughs> and I'll think to myself, they could just slip it in right now. Wow, Emily. Wow. So what? What? Um, but uh, wait, what was I gonna say? I was gonna say something, and I think it's important. Oh that- yeah creepy little slip comment you made <laughs> it's not creepy it's Rapist. just like one piece of fabric is dividing you know mm-hmm. what i mean mm-hmm. yeah. um you're very young 
like 21 where I think like we're delving into it, like any anything that you're feeling is not bizarre for Mm -hmm. like I just said, I lost my virginity when I was 20, like 21 is I think still very, very young. Sure. And it's not strange at all to not have had sex. Not that like you need to know that, but right. Well, it's a little bit late, especially since like every, all of my friends are not versus. yeah but I, like i think people perceive it as being late but then i sure. talk to i talk to other women and they're like yeah i didn't lose my virginity until i was 20 21 22 like i've heard from so mm-hmm. many people so you that you have one more year yeah you have 6 months <laughs> before you start to be weird oh the clock is t- you had a friend who was 25 yeah, right sarah titley same, same big Beautiful, tits McGee. Big titted goddess. Oh, wow. Yeah. She big titted drug bear. For a long time. She, she never let anyone touch them. She's very self conscious about them. I try to get at them as much as I can because, boy, they're comfortable. She doesn't deserve them. <laughs> no, I know. I deserve them. Me but, too. Um, we should split them. You take one, I'll take the other. Have you, um, have you like looked into meeting? I don't, how do you meet other people who are gray sexual? It's interesting. Like, I, I wonder if, if, if you're sexual, because, from your partner's perspective, I can only imagine as much as they do believe you logically that like it's not about them. It's just kind of like how you're wired, so to speak. Mm-hmm. I can imagine still taking it personal on some level. Sure. I think that that did happen. Yeah. Even. Um, yeah. Meeting people in general is tough. Yeah. Because uh, I'm just surrounded by the same people all the time, which is great. I love that I have a community. The sure. comedy community is it's it saved me yeah but um you know i can't i gotta stop dating comics it hurts yeah hurts my feelings sure right now and um is it weird to see them out and about like how's the um, how's the after to me it's the aftermath that really is like the hard part right uh, yeah well i'm fi- i'm finding that to be so um it's uh, it's not weird because mm. I'm on great terms with everybody I've had yeah, yeah. any romantic encounters mm-hmm. with, which is I'm so grateful for that. Um, but it is like uh, startling almost. Sure. Uh, or I, I've just never been in this position before. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, well, these are new feelings for me to deal with by myself all alone. <laughs> yeah. It is a bizarre position now that I think about it because in no other field – would if you're romantically involved with someone, would you inevitably have to see them on a regular basis? Yeah. If you, I mean, but if you hook up with someone at work, no matter where you were, totally. But it's a lot more rare for people to hook up within an office space than I feel because comedy's so well because they have so regulations. wild west. Like yeah, it's, it's we're mm. technically at work when we're going to open mics or doing shows, but we're not being paid for it so often. And it's often. very casual. Like yeah, the right. vibe is very casual. All of my friends are also all of my lovers. Yes. And, you know, and and I you have to be on good terms with people so that yeah. everything's okay. But also I want things to be on good terms. Mm-hmm. I I really still like the people that Absolutely. I've you know, been involved with. Um, but it, boy boy is it a lot. <laughs> have you ever done any kind of online dating? Um, so I've done the app. We apps. have a virgin website for you. <laughs> <laughs> no, because I'm thinking like that would be um, an interesting experiment to do some kind of online dating and put in the bio like gray sexual or like some some sort of indication that that's a thing. Sure. I I don't really. So I've done the apps. I've never done like matched up. Yeah. Well, I'm anything. talking about the apps. Sure. I mean, yeah. Um, no, eHarmony. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, 
I, uh, I don't, I don't really put a lot about myself. I, I, I show like I'm goofy and sure. jokey. Yeah. 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 Usually put a joke, but, um, you know, I just, I don't want people to get turned off right away. You I, know? I totally get that. But I think like being forthright about it might be the way to go. Like yeah. being, being like, this is, this is maybe a bad comparison for several reasons, but like when people have uh, um, an STD or like when, when right. like we knew somebody who had herpes yeah. and was scared to tell the guys that she dated before they would have sex, obviously, that she had herpes. And it's like, you should just come right out and be like, I have herpes because you're going to weed out the people who have a problem with it or don't have a problem with it. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, I I just I barely swipe right to begin with. So. Your your personality is the herpes of the yeah, story. Exactly. <laughs> I uh, I just I also delete the apps sure. hours later. They make me feel so bad about my like my own monstrosity of swiping on people. Yeah, yeah. It gets so um, people feel disposable. Yeah, yeah, I don't like Inhuman. treating people yeah. like that. I don't you know? think you're wrong for that. Um, so it doesn't make me feel good, and they don't work for me. I did try to download an an actual asexual dating app. Oh, cool. oh. that uh, sucks so hard. Yeah, what? Yeah. I, what would that be like? I want to download that just to see what yeah. that's like. It's like so janky. And yes. ugly to look at the format. Yeah, it looks like like a like a word document. Yeah, totally. Yeah, totally. Yeah. It doesn't work. You can't read the whole bio. And uh, you would think it would be the best because the people designing it are like not busy getting laid. They're they're busy <laughs> living right. better lives unencumbered by the constant yeah. nagging. I do. Um, I I downloaded this app a few years back called Her. Um, which is like a lesbian dating app. Mm. And uh, Jordan Klein uh, has a very funny joke about it. About that app? About that app, because it's like, you can't swipe. She's like, basically, you can't swipe left. And it's just like 10 lesbians all like complimenting each other in the same. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's so, yeah. it's so odd. I actually, I feel like um, we are in a place where we're like truly understanding the variety of sexualities and stuff like that I, it's there should be apps that are like developed for these types of things for sure because they're there's i mean there's an app there's an app called i've never used it but there's an app called hater and the whole concept is you match with people based on your mutual hatred of i things. love that God. like <laughs> if that exists yeah then everything should exist yeah. you know we were talking before the mics went on about um, you've been kind of addressing like certain anxiety issues mm -hmm. that you've been having and some depression, it sounds yeah, like. This year has been a, has been the most like, I feel the most awake I've ever been. Yeah. You know, it's a year that another year my brain is more developed and the yeah. wires are coming together and I see the world for what it is. Oh, welcome. Uh -huh. and thank you. And I know me better and I also don't know me better. And so yeah. it's awakened some like existential sadness and sure. fear, a lot of fear this year. And also, uh, yeah. So I'm going to therapy for it, and and I've got I've got bad social anxiety at times. Yeah. Sometimes it's like, hey, I'm the funniest guy in the whole world. Yeah. And sometimes it's like I can't say a full sentence right now. Yeah. Emily has that too. Yeah. I I deal with a lot of social anxiety. Yeah. I take anti anxiety medication oh, really? for it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And it helps. It has helped. I have only been taking it for about four months because okay. it got to a point. That was like I couldn't 
barely function. Um, Yeah. But what's interesting about like what I'm noticing a little bit about you just in like this conversation, which I think I'm analyzing. I'm Mm. analyzing you so hard. Mm -hmm. I think I have a similar thing, which is like you're very analytical about yourself and like about your process um, in a way that like you already mentioned twice that your brain isn't fully developed and that like you're at a certain like this point of your development. And like, I think that it's great to be so introspective like that. But do you think that maybe you're in your head a lot? I overanalyze to my gosh darn detriment. Mm -hmm. It is it is bad. Like, that's the thing that uh, it it is my kryptonite is uh, I will. I will go too far into reading into things and like, well, I'm this way and this is why and this is how. And then just be on this earth. What are you doing? It's hard, though. I mean, an intelligent person can analyze that stuff. And I find it interesting. Like, I I think it's it's an interesting path to go down. However, if you go down it with yourself a lot, it starts to get real weird. And especially like when you have to socialize with people and then you're reading into every social interaction. and yeah, I'm in my head constantly. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think that, I mean, it seems like you don't have much of a hard time making friends. No. But do people get close to you? (laughs) (laughs) Um, I am very fortunate that I currently have a really good amount of friends Mm -hmm. um which i did in florida i was friendless i was friends with the people i babysat with Mm. for and their kids and that was pretty much it and the alligators and the alligators and your mom and uh no she just jerks me off that's it (laughs) (laughs) it's it's purely i guess friends with benefits (laughs) or benefits Um, without friends (laughs) yeah um were you so were you like that (laughs) you just described my whole early 20s (laughs) so were you like that um when you were younger in school and stuff you were you like a loner um no uh i think i regressed when i moved to florida because it was a culture shock i went from aggressive place totally okay i went from upper west side private school like ben stiller went there and, and jordan peele and stuff and then i went to public Middle Florida school. Yeah, that, wow. that'll Wait, do it. Why? Why that major change? Do your um, parents just try to fuck with you. <laughs> <laughs> it's a social experiment. Yeah, truly, really, it kind of feels that way. Um, my parents uh, split. Okay, and for good cause. And so I, I went, guess your dad wasn't great. My pops was. I'm gonna go ahead and throw a bet on the table and say, not your mom. My pops was quite the character, and my mom was a good person. Yeah. So she took me to Florida, where she was from originally. Okay. Mm-hmm. And uh, and so I like I did a year of homeschool there. I only did two years of high school. Okay. One of them was homeschool, and then I got my GED. I couldn't be around people yeah the, the, this it sounds snobbish but i just didn't connect no, go with ahead them. i hate florida i, I, I will mean, say on about she loves no, florida I, I hate it it's i mean i wouldn't say i love florida i love miami it's sure that's not exactly visit this. it's lovely to visit yeah yeah but i mean i could imagine there being some culture shock going from manhattan oh my i mean that's what it was nothing nothing bad on florida people are lovely sometimes i uh, disagree <laughs> But um, it's it, not the same as here where not. you meet, you know, so many. Di- it's so diverse. You get to know yes. so many different types of people. Liberal. It's just a. it's just different worlds. That's yeah. all it is. Different cultures, different worlds. And I didn't 
fit in and yeah. I couldn't figure out what to do. So I just isolated myself yeah. and I, I stopped going to school. Well, then I, I went to a little bit of community college, mm-hmm. but you don't really get to know anybody in community college, mm-hmm. nor did I really want to. Again, that's sure. where you find the best people, the Florida community yeah, colleges of the world. God, it was it a was, tapestry of characters, I'm sure, but not oh, like a, group a full of- on quilt. <laughs> <laughs> it was uh, so sad. I was very sad in Florida. And what, then I found comedy. Was the was the. Are you do you have a relationship with your dad? Like, what what is that kind of stuff? I'm well, I've got like. three different dads going on okay oh yeah it's a real mama mia situation you're juggling dads over here Uh, yeah i I, I don't even have their names in my phone (laughs) (laughs) um so my biological father i wasn't raised with okay uh i am cool with okay he lives in england so he's sort of estranged but we're fine. Uh-huh. Um, and then my dad, who sort of raised me, grew up with me, we're super duper estranged. I haven't seen him in like nine years. May I ask the reason for the estrangement? Absolutely. Uh, he is a major, majorly mentally ill, alcoholic, drug addict, mm. and uh, like diagnosed with... 12 different things, mm. m- maybe. One of them's pathological liar. So oh, I, those people are fun. Oh, he, yeah. He, super emotionally abusive to my mother. Of course. I never got the blunt end of it because she was so good at protecting me. Yeah. yeah. So I'm very grateful for that. It's That's hard. Pathological liars fascinate me because it it's when you meet one, you think like, do you believe this? Like the, I think the I believe they start to believe it as yeah. soon as they say it. Yes, they, especially when you have so many other mental mental illnesses on top of that. Yeah, and you do drugs. Like, yeah, yeah, it's a full it's a full on cabaret up in there. And mm-hmm. I think it's um, Keith Malley, actually, the man who regularly sits in this seat in the studio. He so I will just briefly summarize it because it is truly bonkers. But oh. his father is we are learning. We are learning how much of a pathological liar he is, but his father, who was a priest and they've never had a good relationship, he was very emotionally abusive. He sent an email out to uh, this. His father sent an email to his ex-wife asking the ex-wife why him and her and Keith broke up. So not asking Keith's permission nor like nothing. Right. <laughs> okay. okay. Here we are. This is yeah. straight to the source. Right. Right. So then the ex-wife sends an email to Keith being like, Hey, your crazy fucking dad is emailing me. Like, I don't, I'm not going to respond, but just so you know, cause they're on good terms. So then he started a fake email account and start as his ex-wife and started catfishing his own father and like, <laughs> like asking him questions about his life. And weirdly hitting on his father as his ex and his his father like kind of was reciprocating oh. in a veiled like was weird into psycho it. way I yeah he said something like you make an old, old man's, man's libido, libido jingle. jingle yeah <laughs> like, like oh can i use that absolutely that's gonna be your line? your your new that's hey. how you're gonna lose your virginity <laughs> is use this weird place hey, hey kiddo you ever <laughs> make an old man's libido jingle but like, i'm mia i had not I had not understood the he is a pathological liar because he he would Keith would ask questions as his ex-wife in this crazy world. Um and he would never give a straight answer, but yet go off in these tangent these stories that like you when you would add for further ask for further clarifying details, they just couldn't be provided because there were lies. But 
it's like uh, the timelines don't there's no way yeah. to like match up the timelines and that's when you start to be like oh my god is any of this true how could any of this be yeah. true the last 25 years of my mom's life uh has or 30 even has just been like well i don't i don't know what's true and yeah. i'm stuck in this and i love him and i want to take care of him Ugh. and he mm. takes care of us uh, you know financially yes w which like we didn't we didn't like we're not gold diggers. Sure. Uh, she was not. She was she her. Was, that's a husband and wife. Yeah, no, that's, that's exactly. That is definitely a component, yes. especially people of, you know, our parents' generation where women were, I don't know what your mom's situation was, but like my mom didn't work after she right. started having kids. Well, let me be clear. I want this on the record, uh, yeah, just for record. my mom's sake, that when they st were starting up together uh, before I was born, mm -hmm. uh, starting up together, when they were <laughs> together, yeah. Um, she she was the supporter. Oh yes. yeah. She emotionally and otherwise. Yeah. Um and did she already know that he was mentally ill? Well, he was he was an alcoholic, but he was sober when they met. Mm -hmm. Um and then shit hit the fan. They got married and then they got divorced. Mm -hmm. And then my mom during the divorce process, my mom met my biological father. Like met him. Like start dating him. Oh, okay. Wait. So did he? They they had you. Did you already exist at this no. point? No. No. Okay. No. So, so then a year into my mom and bio dad bio dad's mm -hmm. relationship, she, uh, an accident happened and somebody didn't do the birth control right. Uh -huh. And whoopsie did. And then a little 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 virgin came about uh -huh. and uh, he Born was a not. Die a virgin. Oh, hardcore. <laughs> <laughs> Ride or die. Ride the ticker die, baby. Um, so, bio dad, not ready for that, mm. which is fine. I get that. I hold no resentment on that front. Mm -hmm. um, so he skedaddled. Mm -hmm. And, but my, but. Um, Liar dad. Liar dad. Yes. <laughs> I love that. Uh -huh. Liar dad was excited about the prospect of me. Yes. Um, so he's like, let's uh, let's take care of her. So they got remarried wow, after fun. I was born. Uh-huh. So he's legally my dad, uh -huh. which is interesting. The laws are weird uh still about that. Um uh and but he he just uh fucking lied all the time sure. and did drugs and brought dangerous situations to the household. You know what's interesting is that, like back in that time I I like look back and I, my father is a very sick person again he was also sick successful despite his sickness so mm -hmm. To, to women back then, it was like, this is the better deal, unfortunately. Dude, well, my dad was very, very successful in his field. Yeah. To like, so. It's this idea of like, well, anything's better than just being a single mom. I'm like, be a single mom. Yeah. yeah. It's your, actually. Your kid will have less nice shit, but will be so much better off not yeah. being around a, a sick person. Yeah. Like, I don't want to say a monster, but like kind of a monster, but. No. Well, it, in my case, definitely a monster. And I don't like, and it's, this is not me passing judgment on my, like, again, my mom took the majority of the hits for us, like the amount of abuse that she makes me so sad. And there's sad. also, there's a reason why she thought that. Yeah, because society was telling her, like, yeah. sure. nothing is worse than being this, like, woman out there with no man. Like, exactly. Of a certain age. Suck my dick. <laughs> right. I, I, my mom had a similar situation because she got remarried to a man who was... Oh, yeah! Bonkers. Oh, my God. And my grandmother actually told her when, I think before they got engaged, 
um, because we were going to lose our house. Yeah. So my grandmother told my mom, like, well, if you don't marry him, what are you going to do? It's like, what it's, are you going to do? If it's you don't almost marry him? this like take what you can get. Yeah. And it's so disgusting because it's like, so the woman now has to take care of the children and also, you know, put up with whatever this is at Co-sign any- Co-sign this bullshit, at, unhappy life. At any cost. Yeah. Because you are a mom. Yeah. And then there's dudes just, there's dads just out there. The fact that deadbeat dad is like a phrase right. makes me so angry. I'm like, oh, there's a fun, cute phrase for it because it's so common that they just like- just because you don't give birth to the child does not mean then you just get to fuck around now because no, you don't you, feel like you it. You need to, in fact, overcompensate yes. for not giving birth. I know. It's psychotic. Um, You know, while we're on the subject of liars, do you yes. know who I feel a little lied to? Yes, By please. Yes. The beauty industry. <laughs> I feel like every time I try to buy beauty products, wow. it's like this thing tells you it's going to whiten your teeth. This thing tells you it's going to clear your acne. This one, your dad's not going to be a piece of shit. I'm scrolling on Instagram. I see a fucking blackhead scrub. I still have blackheads. None of this shit is real. Mm -hmm. You end up wasting hundreds of dollars yes. on shit that does literally nothing. Mm -hmm. This is why I want to talk to you about our sponsor. Wow. Birchbox. You, my friend, <laughs> are the king of ad drops. The fact is... Shopping for fun stuff like beauty products isn't always so fun. You're either scrolling through a website where you can't even get a feel for the product or you're being approached by three salespeople. And one of them is your dad. When you're just trying to find a clean tester. That's why I love Birchbox. This shit, to be honest, me and Emily unboxed this, the Birchbox gifts that we got. We unboxed uh, them on the live show yesterday. Actually. We did. And... The amount of joy I feel from getting a pretty box filled with tiny, beautiful products. It almost doesn't even matter what's in it. I don't care. Except the products also happen to be fantastic. It makes it so that I'm not estranged with my dad. For that moment in time, <laughs> when I am opening you forget up that Candyar skin cream, I'm like, everything's going to be okay, baby. You're going to be beautiful, baby. You will. And no one will ever leave you. <laughs> um, so... Emily, tell us uh, how to get access to this sweet Birchbox beauty product. Well, uh, I mean, I'll, first I'll tell you what it is. So yes. Birchbox makes it easy and convenient and fun to discover new products and buy full-size versions of the samples you love. So they send you a box, and um, usually there are about six or seven products in the box. Mm -hmm. And the things that you like, you can log on to the website, and they offer full-size versions of the things that are included in your box. Yeah. In my box, I received uh, a really nice face wash. I got a wave spray for my frizza hair. Bushwick Beach, Baby. Bushwick Beach, fun little sassy name. Mm -hmm. um, I got a liquid lipstick that was really cool yeah. in a metallic shade. I definitely will be rocking that. It's nice to get stuff that you wouldn't necessarily like pick out for yourself, but is really like you're like, oh, I didn't know I liked bronze glittery lipstick, but now it's my fucking brand, motherfuckers. Definitely. And <laughs> if you have social anxiety like me, you don't even have to leave your house. No. It's just, pretty just fucking get sick. beauty products sent to you constantly. Birchbox is an accessible way to discover and enjoy beauty products, and it's great for everyone, even the uninitiated and busiest among us. Andrea and I were saying this on the live show yesterday. We know nothing about makeup. No. Like, we don't know how to do our makeup, don't know any of this shit. And we um, actually filled out a questionnaire for Birchbox, which you do. You fill out a questionnaire, you tell them about your skin type, your hair type, certain mm -hmm. things that you're looking for, certain things that you use. Your family history. And 
they completely customize it for you. So I told them, you know, I'm a pale bitch. I have dry hair, whatever. And they sent me things specifically for me. It makes you feel cared for in a way that your parents never will. Yeah. Birchbox is the only parent that you can ever rely on because if you fucking subscribe, you know you're getting it and you know it's going to be there. Okay. Head to birchbox.com slash hot mess to get started with Birchbox and get $5 off when you use promo code hot mess. That's promo code hot mess at birchbox.com slash hot mess for $5 off your first Birchbox. Yeah. Try it for one month and I don't know, give it as a gift too. That's the thing that I'm saying. It's like, it's all fabulous gift. You, like if you, if you're not a deadbeat dad and you have a lady in your life and you want to give them a nice little gift. If my dad got me something like this, I would cry too. Tears of joy. Thoughtful thing that he ever did for me. And he paid for my college. Send me a fucking <laughs> makeup box. Same. Because that's all I am is a woman who wants a makeup box. Birchbox.com slash hot mess. <laughs> that's B I R C H B O X dot com slash hot mess. Yes. So um I love I love a good ad sale in the middle of a very deep story. It's one of my favorite <laughs> things. Now to refocus. Um, so so you're liar dad is yes. is raising you and when does he leave the picture because there's three of them right yes yeah, so he's uh so when i was 12 i saw him drunk for the first time oh geez uh and my mom ordered him to not leave the room he was in but he came out and he talked to me i didn't know he was drunk oh. later i found out and that was the last time i saw him because he went to rehab Mm -hmm. because I think he almost died or something because he did too much whatever casual Hmm. are we talking about like uh like pills with drinking do you know the types of drugs I know that he was into uh Mm. I think he did everything honestly coke and booze is a real wine and cheese pairing yeah yeah I believe that what I mean booze is his go-to go-to but I think it was paired with uh, Coke, and then he, his heart rate went through the roof, of and course. he almost died. And then, and he's not an in shape guy; uh, hasn't been forever. Uh, so <laughs> that was dangerous. And then, so and then, the final thing was him checking himself out of rehab. Oh, fun! Wow. And that was the last straw. And we moved to Florida. And uh, Good for your mom, to be honest, like yeah. that must have been. I can only imagine as a parent when you have the other parent who has like a substance abuse problem. You must constantly doing this like math in your head, like how bad is it? Is my kid seeing? Like, is my kid understanding what's happening? Right. Um, and like, is there damage being? I remember my grandpa got really drunk when I. My grandfather was an alcoholic, and he got really drunk around me once, and he was like a fun drunk. He was a really. I like loved him he's a he was a wonderful person but he had alcoholism and he said something kind of like vaguely sexual to me when i was a young kid and i remember getting so upset and telling my mom and i like repressed this memory for a long time and it came up in the therapies Mm. and i asked my mom if she remembered it and she was instantly like so upset because of course she remembered it like it's such a significant thing and i think i think he stopped drinking a little bit he stopped for a while a little bit after that and like i don't want to paint him in a in he wasn't a creep he never did anything to me but he was so drunk that he just didn't know what was even going on of course um and he was just saying things i don't even know if he knew like knew that i was in the room or necessarily like but it was just so inappropriate and that like and i got scared by it because he was such a lovely person this was like a person i didn't know and my mom was like 
I remember her be kind of like being like, shit, I was hoping you didn't remember. You know what I oh, mean? Yeah. It was like, yeah. I, cause, cause it's not her responsibility for, for how the way that he acts. However, yeah. as a result of his alcoholism, I have this like horrible little memory that you can't, you can't, it's, you can't really undo that. Type I mean, of that's, stuff. that's gotta be one of the hardest things there is about being a parent yeah. is that you feel so responsible for this other being. And yet you often don't even have control over yeah. all the shit that happens to them. You don't, totally. it's a father or a husband or like a, a, you know, one of your other kids like, Oh God, like you can only do what you can do. Yeah. So you moved to Florida with your mom when you were 10 or how old um, were you? I was, I was 13 okay. 13 13 um i lived there before for a stint but but this was like five or six years this was the real dodge. deal yeah and yeah. and you didn't have any kind of relationship with your dad after that you didn't talk on the phone or um, anything there would be texts once in a while like mm -hmm. happy birthday me fucking drunk me too <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> well the last text i got from him was um last year because we sort of started to like not reconnect, but be nice to each other. Sure. Be a little less estranged. Mm -hmm. um, and then the last thing I got from him was, it was a, a little accusatory, and it was uh, at 4 a.m. Isn't that crazy wow. when someone who's like, who someone who's clearly the abuser in the relationship gets like snippy, and you're mm. like, what? Yeah, yeah. You have the balls. But it's like, like my dad once called me rude for not wanting to hang out with his current wife at one of my work functions. <laughs> and I was like, oh, he cheated on her mom. With. Yeah. Okay. And didn't tell me she was coming. He just showed up with her and I had to like go with the punches. Right. And I remember just being like the balls of you to like somehow make this that I'm a bad person. Right. But then I'm like, but no, I can't keep being surprised by this behavior because of course you would like, of course you would mm -hmm. turn it around spin and spin this because you don't examine yourself. Like right. that's who you are. And right. it's hard because you, you kind of like want to apply your moral compass to how they live. But they're, they're just un incapable. Of, yeah. You, they don't have that part of their brain or something. Yeah. It's As a 13 year old, like when you were 13, how did you feel about it? Like, did you, what kind of relationship did you have with your dad before? That's the thing is it was quite easy. <sighs> It was easy because mm -hmm. um, I did not connect with him emotion. I have no emotional attachment to him. Really? Um, we, like I enjoyed him. We watched sure. a lot of uh, seasons of Friends together. <laughs> but like that's the only bond. It's the great that unifying show. Yeah. yeah, we did. We like he would throw balls and I and I'd hit him yeah. uh, when I was younger. Like he taught me baseball and stuff, which is what he played what catch. A, what a splendid father, right? Yeah. Yeah. No, he, and he, I don't know, talked about cowboys a lot. So that was fun. Fun. <laughs> I don't, These are so like specific and and yet so bland. He's yeah. obsessed with uh like serial killers too. Ooh. Which is uh That's a fun coincidence. Uh -huh. <laughs> and then your next door neighbor was a killer. What a fun <laughs> little landscape you were in. Yeah. Um so I had I had no uh, he wasn't my dad, but he was, he was, yeah. the title of him was You dad. can intellectualize, like you can un grasp, especially if there's a parent that you know. I always used to fight with my dad. I used to get in his face a lot because I'm like, mm -hmm. you're 
bullshit. I don't know why everyone else is not calling this. Like he used to be really cruel to my brother and I would get in fights with my dad about the way he treated my brother. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure my mom had fights with him sort of more behind closed doors. But it's like when you're a sentient young person and you're smart enough to kind of realize what's going on, but you're in a position, you're still their like kid and they're your caretaker. There's this weird like, I don't respect you. And I can tell their people don't and you're fucked up, but I can't like fully be like, fuck you because you do feed me. So right. There is that (laughs) aspect to it. I never I never like hated him or anything. Mm. We we did have a good thing going on. But I even remember as little as I was in kindergarten once and I would look at the other dads coming to pick up their kids. I was like, I don't something's different. Yeah. Not like, oh, I envy that. It's like something, I don't have that. Yes. That's interesting. I had a friend with a loving dad who like taught our sports team and the way he was like affectionate with her, I was always so jealous of it. Yeah. Or like the clear difference between the way they related to each other versus how I related to my dad was exacerbated by like seeing him all the time. I'm like, I think that's what the, that's what it's supposed to be. Yeah. And this is not that. So like, I don't know, whatever yeah. this is, is. It was it was interesting. Yeah. I, I didn't like care because my mom was so there for me. Mm-hmm. I, I still, I call her every day. She's, yeah. I hope she listens to this and sure. listens about my blowjobs. Yeah. Uh, Absolutely. Uh, well, it sounds like she could handle it. I, I mean, I've she told did her my you, so. jokes. I tell yeah. her my jokes on stage and she knows. <laughs> I just never said it clearly. Right. Hi, <laughs> <Hey>, mom. Blowjobs. <laughs> Look, mom, no hands. Um, <laughs> we're, we're getting to the end of the show, but we always ask, and we also covered yeah, quite a lot. We got a good range. Yeah, we got a good yeah. range, but we do always ask our guests why they think they're a hot mess, so I'll just direct that question oh, to you. boy. If there's anything we didn't cover, mm-hmm. you know? Why am I a hot mess? Um... Such a good question. Mm, multi-layer. Wow. This is the only thing I haven't analyzed about myself. It's almost like you <laughs> don't want to look at that. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think I think just uh I'm too I think I'm too hard on myself. Yeah. Uh, and it gets to me. Yeah. And I spiral from that. That makes complete sense. Yeah. Yeah. I see the formula laid out in front of me. Sure. It's very interesting for me to like because de- me as my friend but it's also like you're younger than I am and I we have similarities yeah and I'm like I'm like I want to tell you how this ends <laughs> show me the yeah. future but I also you need to like but the thing is you have to experience you have it to experience for it for yourself yeah so right. I will say being the being hard on yourself is something that you definitely should look into because I feel like it veils itself as like a way to help you succeed but mm-hmm. i actually think it does a lot more damage it's than a we hindrance all know. for sure yeah, yeah. uh it, i mean i'm hard on myself and then i get in my head about it you're like judging yourself then judging yourself for judging for, yourself exa- it gets so meta so and then i'm not like listening to my friend talk and that's the only thing i care to do you mm-hmm. know is human connection is everything yeah and so if i can't connect with the human because i'm in my own dumb head then yeah. you are dumb yes i'm so dumb yeah. i have always said that about you i'm a dumb virgin yeah dumb dadless that's virgin. what i wanted you to say I've dumb been, dadless for that's your brand i've just dumb been dadless virgin edging towards getting you to say that <laughs> and now that you've admitted it we can all well now the show's over so yes. oh. all right bye we we've gotten to our conclusion that we were going for the whole time yes where can people find you and follow you Ooh, i am at 
at Mia Faith Hammond on uh, all the things. Um, mm-hmm. I, I'm a part of a comedy show every Friday at Parkside Lounge Hell at yeah. 7. I play the piano, but sometimes I do comedy. Yeah. Uh, sometimes I do comedy piano. Uh, all that i've been watching it unfold at mike's and i'm a big fan <laughs> thank you yeah, thank yeah. you god i love, I love a good musical comedy yeah i love good musical oh comedy. that's so it's just so rare that people are good at musical comedy yeah and when they're good you're like what a breath of fresh mm-hmm. people totally. think it's a crutch but it's only a crutch if it's not good if, yeah, yeah like it's 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 even harder in some of course it is you have to have multiple it. talents yeah you gotta remember things and the timing is different it's crazy yeah listen if you play a ukulele and talk about how you're quirky i don't give a shit but if <laughs> yeah. you're playing about piano and talking about you know dark shit i love it yeah it's yeah such a- the juxtaposition of the darkness with the lightness <laughs> right nothing's better baby pure perfection i love peanut it. butter and jelly Ugh. um if you want more hot mess you can follow us at hot mess comedy hour on instagram hot mess podcast on twitter and um if you want access to season of the bitch yes or our other bonus show or two of them at the ten dollar it's it's crazy Plus it's the like we're, we're undercharging for this oh my god you're get the, the value for what you're paying is actually ridiculous. We're terrible business We're women. Ruining our relationships <laughs> with everyone we've ever slept with for so ten dollars. Laugh for ten fucking dollars. It's That's crazy. Show business, baby. Also, at the ten dollar level, you get access to our entire two hundred episode back catalog. Yes. Um, you can listen to the episodes of the guests that we then talk shit about. You Good can, point. You can Andrea. go back and listen to our repartee with these gentlemen, and then and then and and you can listen to you can tune into like us trying to be like flirty. Oh my god, bit. so so embarrassing. embarrassing. <laughs> uh, Actually, god. makes me want to slit my throat oh my god that's so funny that you said that uh, you could actually you could actually listen to the the one the the episode two the one that we just did the preview of yeah you could kind of hear if you're you know listening for it you can kind of hear andrea trying myself trying to fuck that guy yeah. and failing <laughs> but anyway um yeah that's pretty much it. Also, subscribe to our YouTube channel. We go live every Friday around 12 noon, mm-hmm. unless we're having tech issues <laughs> <Which> is <laughs> or always. personal issues. Mm-hmm. Then it's more like 1230. Mm-hmm. Um, and we interact live and do a lot of fun shit. Get in there. It's, it's a, a comedy, comedy podcast. podcast.